bringing you all of the local motocross racing from North Carolina, Virginia, and the surrounding states. The Imperative MX Podcast. Here's another episode. On the Imperative MX Podcast, episode number 20, and man, we're glad to be back for another week and another episode. We are bringing you all of the local motocross action from North Carolina, Virginia, and the surrounding states. Thank you so much for joining us this week on yet another episode. I am your host, Zach Newberry, and we would like to thank everyone who has been enjoying these first couple of episodes already, and the great positive feedback from these from you guys, the listeners, has been phenomenal. If you have not yet checked out any of the past episodes, do yourselves a favor and check them out after this one, which is now available everywhere and anywhere that you get your podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Pandora, Listen Notes, iHeartRadio, and many more to choose from to listen to the past episodes with awesome guests, so make sure to go and check them out. It is fantastic to see the support from the local community and even outside the local community support in the sport of motocross. We are a part of an awesome company, and we want to thank you guys, the listeners, for tuning in to this week's episode here on the Imperative MX Podcast. We have a lot to talk about when it comes to local racing, all the way to professional, and everything in between. With that, there are a good amount of talking points to chat about within this first episode. First, we will get into all of the racing action coming to the Ridge MX this weekend in Sanford, North Carolina, where myself and co-host Heavy D, who I'll bring on here in just a second, will be announcing the entire weekend. So you guys don't want to miss out on all of that and all of the details we got. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a great weekend. And man, myself and uh, I know Heavy D stoked as well. And it's going to be a great weekend and uh, can't wait to see you guys there. Then we're going to stay on the topic of local motocross racing because we have a special call-in from Middle Atlantic Motocross Association, the Mama Series, up there in uh, northern, uh, I'd say like Maryland, northern Virginia area. They have a lot of tracks and a lot of uh, different races up there, including the national track, Bud's Creek. But we're going to have the board of directors, Gene Kachka, uh, call in about their Mama Series, the first race at South, Wor- uh, South Fork and Mex this weekend, as well, his background in the sport, and much more coming from Mr. Kachka here in just a little bit. And finally, we will break down all of the racing action from Monster Energy AMA Supercross in Seattle and AMA Arena Cross from Little Rock, Arkansas. And as you guys know, so much more here that we will get into on this episode like we always do. Make sure to check us out by searching Imperative MX on Instagram, Facebook, and our popular TikTok channel, uh, and Twitter as well. Forgot to almost mention that. Uh, if you have not already done so, so make sure to go check us out. And thank you guys so much for supporting us on all of the social media platforms as we continue to grow. We're already, I think, at 1,100 subscribers, uh, over 1,100 subscribers on YouTube and um, honestly, the analytics from this podcast and everything else has been uh, through the roof, and it's unbelievable to see. But before we go any further, we have to say thank you to all of the sponsors on board here for the Imperative MX podcast. West Virginia Motorsports, FXR, 
Silver Valley MX Park, Hydro Power, Dirt Industries Custom Graphics, Mika Metals, and of course the brand new sponsor on board, Total Control Racing Suspension. Don't forget to check out imperativemx.com when you get a chance. A ton of new things are in the works and already live. The sponsor logos are in the top banner. Click on those logos and it'll bring you directly to the company's website. Also support us on Patreon if you have not already done so. Become a local legend in the area uh, through Patreon. A lot of things are going up in uh, in there soon, so uh, make sure to go and check this check that out as well. And uh, yeah, we will be doing a lot more reads, galleries, updates, and much more here in 2023. So be on the lookout, imperativemx.com. And of course, we will get into each of these awesome companies behind us here in just a bit. Support the ones that support the sport, like these companies helping us out to bring you these weekly podcasts. Helping me break down all of the talking points for tonight's podcast, the highly likable, knowledgeable, and of course, we have to throw in that District 29 2011 C-Class Champion co-host Heavy D. What's going on, Heavy? What is up, bro? Oh, man, it is close. We are two days away. It's Wednesday night right now with us recording this pod, and we have two more nights pretty much of sleep until uh, until we're there. So Or three, actually. Uh, but, man, I am stoked for the weekend and to talk with you about all of the racing action that happened this weekend. Oh, dude, I'm so stoked. You know, the ridge is going to be so sick. The madness, two more nights before the madness starts to happen. I can't wait, dude. Me and you are going to behind the, uh, be behind the mic commentating the entire weekend's racing action. Uh, we want, we want you know, everybody uh, and anybody that wants to come and talk to us, come to the announcer's tower. We're willing to talk to anybody and everybody, vendors, parents, Anybody that wants to have a conversation, man, we're gonna we're gonna be there for sure. And uh yeah, it's gonna be fun, Heavy D. Oh, hundred percent. It's gonna be so sweet, dude. You know, it hasn't been a race down what, two years? Uh it's been a year. Uh it's been a, a year. year? Yep. A year? Yep. I don't know why it seems so much longer than that. Golly. It I know, seems so right? much longer than that. Absolutely. But, I mean, I guess since when, you know, they said they was closing it down, I mean you kind of get the gist that all right, like when they, when somebody says they're closing it down, they're going to do something to a place. It, I guess it's like all right, it's gone. So you kind of move on, and it kind of you know gets put in the rear view. Yep. And uh, it seems a lot longer than what it was, and then like dang, they're coming back. So it, it's so sweet. It's awesome, and the amount of work that they did too. And uh, I haven't been there yet, but I wa- I've seen a couple of videos from their soft opening and their grand opening um, events. So. Uh, man, it's going to be good. And uh, before we move into any more local talk, West Virginia Motorsports, if you are looking for your next ride, look no further than my friends over at West Virginia Motorsports. If you are around the surrounding area or even outside the area and looking for a new or pre-owned motorcycle, dirt bike, ATV, UTV, whatever you need, they have. So make sure to stop by Princeton, West Virginia, or their other locations in West Virginia as well. Find your key to fun with West Virginia Motorsports. Don't forget to uh, order those parts uh, alongside walking out the door with that brand new ride or for your current bike. And don't catch those uh, air filters on on fire after you grab them uh, from the shop, Heavy D. Don't do that. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. Do not. (laughs) Please do not do that. Like, 
I'm sitting here thinking right now. I wonder if it's somebody actually trying to set up a filter on fire just to see the outcome. I don't like, know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, Heavy D. I think you may be the only one. Like, I'm wondering, like, you know, I'm going to try this theory and see if it actually happens. See if he's full of shit or not. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to see if he actually set his air filter on fire with a freaking propane heat or a kerosene heater. Oh, I, I mean, I mean, I guarantee it. I can see it. I don't know. Should we test it out at the Ridge this weekend? I don't know. I think Mike might get a little mad at us. I don't know. <laughs> Starting fires for no reason. But regardless of the fact, it's it's going to be fun. And, yeah, we're going to get into uh, some local uh, racing talk here. And realistically, Heavy D, it's the Ridge MX. It's the it's the opening. It's coming back. It's, uh, you know, I just wrote a, uh, a full thing on the website for – um, the race this weekend, they haven't been back in a, in a year. And, uh, you know, obviously the property was sold to somebody that thought that they were going to do housing developments and stuff like that. And, uh, lo and behold, they couldn't do that. So, uh, they still wanted to use the land and still use the motocross track. And yeah, we're going there this weekend for the first race. And I actually called Mike cause I wanted to make sure that I got my dates right. Um, they were supposed to have the state championship race last year. Um, and they ended up not having it right around this time. So it's right about a year that they haven't had a race. So. Oh, wow. Yep. Well, it'd be sick, though. You know, I mean, I'm stoked on it. It's, it's, it's cool that, like, you know, I mean, at the same time, I feel, I mean, I would, I, I ain't gonna lie, I don't feel bad that it's not a housing development because you hate to see, like, legendary tracks go away. So it was like, Probably it was. I mean, look at the Lord's work. He's like, yeah, no, uh, that's Sam Motocross track, whether you like it or not. So. Yeah, I got my hand <laughs> on this property. It ain't going nowhere. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As Full soon blessings. as you pull in, you see the buses there, right there, right in front of the tabletop. And uh, yeah, I always get the good feelings whenever I'm driving down that road, and uh, that left hand corner is right up ahead, and uh, you start seeing the buses that were uh, that were right there as you were pulling in. So. Um, yeah, man, I'm stoked and, you know, pops only lives right down, right down the road about 20 minutes and, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun and, uh, good for me too. Um, you know, obviously first AMA race ever there and, uh, yeah, 20 some years, years later going back for the first time ever announcing at a race and it's at the same track. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. Oh, a hundred percent, dude, this it's awesome, man. It's all you know. That was like I said. That was the first race I opened up the KX. So yeah, she. I had I, I had uh, silence or roasted from being on the pipe, dude. So it's pretty cool to be able to you know go back there and you know get on the mic and say a few words throughout the weekend. So I can't be more pumped on it. Oh, absolutely. And we know the competition is going to come, Heavy D. I mean, everybody now knows that Imperative MX is going to be there. So uh, I I expect uh, a huge crowd on hand for the first race. Uh, it's round number oh, three of the NCMX series as well. Oh, yeah. This one, uh, I feel like this one's going to be big. I'm, I'm super stoked on it. Like, I mean, you think, yeah, I've been raised that over a year, and, I mean, they practiced it a few times, what, once or twice? Uh, Yeah, I think they were supposed to have, like, three or four weekends that they were going to ride for their, like, opening, or maybe even two or three. But regardless of the fact, yeah, I think one or two of them got canceled because, unfortunately, of the weather, but. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it's going to be, dog, oh, dude. It's going to be all time this weekend. I can't wait. Yeah. No, it's going to be 
it's going to be absolutely insane. And obviously, there's other races going on uh, this weekend. I know, like, East Bend is racing this weekend. And I think uh, maybe the uh, lower North Carolina series are racing as well, Heavy D. Do you know any uh, about about those? Oh, uh, I think it's East Bend and... I want to say that's about all I know of, honestly. Yeah, I was about to say, I think that's really the only one other than the South Fork race, which we'll talk to Gene uh, Kachka here in just a minute from the Mama Series. And, yeah, I'm stoked to talk to him about his series as well. And, uh, yeah, they reached out and wanted to wanted to talk. And, yeah, I'm pretty stoked about that. But other than um, racing, I know that there will be a lot of tracks that will be open for practice as well. But, if you can find your way to the racetrack to get some gate drops, definitely come to either South Fork or to uh, the Ridge where we will be at. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of where all the racing action is uh, is happening this weekend, Heavy D, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's where all the racing is happening, dude. So, I mean, I mean, you're not going to go wrong anywhere you go by any means. So, right. But, you know. Like I say, like you know, we'll we will be at the ridge. You know, South Fork's going to be awesome. East Bend's going to be awesome. You know, per usual. Yep. But you know, we we you know we got to be at our we got to be at our old stomping grounds this weekend. We got to, you know, we both got to go back to the memory lane for a little bit and you know uh, see if we can't talk it up and chat it up with a with a bunch of awesome locals and you know see the ridge be uh be brought back to life. Absolutely, it's iconic from 1979. Heavy D. So it's uh it's an iconic track and a lot of big name guys have come through there. Brock Tickle, um, you know, KP, Kyle Peters, uh, Josh Thomas, all of these, you know, Futrell, Smith, PJ Larson, Mark Wagner, Jim Nees, Chester. I mean, all of these guys have been through the ridge and uh yeah, they've had area and regional qualifiers for Loretta's uh back in the day. Um, so this track is very iconic to uh, the North Carolina scene for sure, and it's and I'm glad that it's back because once I saw that it was uh, going away, definitely had some <laughs> some harsh feelings for sure, for sure. But yeah, no, I'm glad to be stoked and a part of it, and I know that uh, you are as well, Heavy D. And yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be absolutely good, and uh, can't wait. But speaking of other uh local racing series we're gonna go ahead and get gene kachka here on the line from the mama series up north dirt industries custom graphics for over 10 years they've designed manufactured and marketed the highest quality dirt bike graphics and decals to the motocross and consumer markets their high quality decals are considered by many to be the best in the industry the awesome graphics and decals are utilized by professionals and weekend warriors alike the highly acclaimed design team is well equipped to help their staff get the way, get the look they want in a short amount of time. So make sure to go and check out Dirt Industries Custom Graphics. That's dirtindustriesgraphics.com. And uh, yeah, they're going to be at the Ridge MX this weekend where uh, myself and Heavy D will be doing some announcing. It'll be really good for them. And uh, yeah, Heavy D, they got some, uh, they got some uh, stickers and, uh, on the side of the trailer, I'm I'm losing. I'm uh, almost brain farting here on uh, what to call it. Almost like a not a banner on the side of the uh, trailer. Oh, I'm losing. Oh, it. I know what you're talking about. Now you got me brain farting. Now. I know, man. Uh, but anyways, literally... they're they're doing every they're wrapping wrapping the trailer. Well, 
not really wrapping it all the way, but they're they, they got some uh, custom made stuff that they're gonna put on there for uh, for me. So it'll be a brand new trailer after this weekend, and it'll be good. And uh, yeah, they have a lot of other things. They got windbreakers. They got some apparel now, Heavy D. And uh, man, they got great looking graphics, especially on the RMZ 450. It's looking very very good. So make sure to go and check out Dirt Industries Custom Graphics, DirtIndustriesGraphics.com. And no local legend this week, but we do have an important figure here on the phone. It is one of the board of directors from the Middle Atlantic Motocross Series, Gene Kachka. Gene, appreciate you coming on to the Imperative MX podcast. Well, thanks for having me on. We all appreciate it at Mama. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, Mama is a uh, big series. It's a little bit uh, up north and realistically it's really not that far up north right you guys do a bunch of races in virginia and also uh tomahawk in west virginia and you guys also have uh some other tracks as well and uh yeah it's a full circle of motocross racing uh action this weekend and your series is actually racing this weekend also uh for round number one speak about that yeah we're at um south fork mx it's uh disputanda virginia great great track i'm sure you've probably been there before but yep um great 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 owner john is an awesome guy um we're gonna have it's our opener weekend we race both days on saturday and on sunday at all at all our um events and um we start off on saturday with uh two rounds of practice about 12 to 15 minutes according usually about date how you know how long the day is going to take us but um and then we go right into motos so we'll have a full run of motos on uh on saturday and then we also have some fun events we try and we're going to do an easter egg hunt this week week because it's just like a week away from easter so uh mama this organization we we focus definitely on racing that's number one but we do try and have a little bit of fun for the families afterwards in the evenings and stuff like that stuff for the other siblings to do that don't race. Yeah. So, you know, we're, you know, it's a family. It's definitely a family. We are a family. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I've been up to a couple of mama races up there at buds. Um, you know, a couple of years that I was doing some pro nationals and, uh, was, uh, was, you know, traveling around a little bit, little bit more and yeah no it buds is one of my favorite tracks and uh yeah uh tomahawk and south fork like you said and um you guys have some new tracks uh this year's that have been brought forward uh to you guys uh promised land and dutchman mx correct yeah i mean dutchman's been around for a while in pa but we've not raced there um right i don't know if we've ever raced there before I've only been with the series since like 2007 okay. and I, I, that's when I started in the series. So, um, but we do have, a, we're excited about the new track promised land in, um, old town, Maryland. It's a completely new facility. Um, it's been a practice track for about a year now, but they just got a brand new gate and we're going to actually be the first ones to have an event, uh, a, a big motocross event there. And they're going to also have some pit bike racing too. Um, awesome. the events they do. But super great facility and great people also running that. Absolutely. And uh, like you were saying, uh, you know, you've been part of the series since 2007. And even before then, Mama has been around uh, for some time and uh, brought out some amazing riders in the area. You know, Archer or Tony Archer and uh, Greg Duffy and obviously Pastrana back in the day and uh, Rod Bell, Scott Clark and uh, many more. You guys have a lot, uh, a lot of amazing riders for sure. 
Yes, you know them all. You sounds like you know them all. They're actually most of them are good friends of mine. So good really good, really good people. And yeah, Mama is, has been kind of a little bit of a breeding ground for some pro riders. Actually, also Cody Shock. He yep. we can't call him just a deathless, but he did race quite a few Mama. He's actually he was my neighbor. Lived ten minutes down the street here in Delaware from me. So oh, okay. we, my yep. kids, yeah, my kids grew up with him. So yeah, he's I, a, that's I a great family. About, yeah, I forgot about. Uh, Oh, Cody Shock, yeah, for sure. And uh him and Rod Bell, I know that they had some uh they had some battles at some races back in the day at Oh yeah. Mud, yep. So yeah, for sure. And uh what's new uh for this year's within the series? Any uh any changes that any uh, well anybody needs to know yep. about? We are reorganizing kinda. I mean we changed our, our class structure around um a little bit. We added some stuff. Um and uh, it's just but you can go it's a it's a rather you know, complicated. I mean, there's a long structure here. I don't know if I want to read off through all of them, but sure, sure. I mean, we did a uh, change of 50 classes. They're called the micro classes now, like micro one and two. And it's like age groups from four to six. That's the fifties, but we have junior mini and super mini and college boy. We did actually excited about a class we added this year called uh, it's an open two stroke class. Okay. So we're hoping to bring back some two strokes, you know, and yeah. uh, it'll be, it, I think that's going to be an exciting class right there for everybody. And like I said, we have classes from from four year old kids all the way up to I rate fifty plus. That's a, we have a fifty plus class, so um, we have a lot of classes. And I mean, big exciting thing too is our pro am we're going to have this year too at Tomahawk MX. It's going to be on uh, June third, which is Saturday. Yeah. Um. The the purse is already up to over five thousand dollars right now, and we also have. Uh, a thousand dollars worth of whole shot awards, which is two fifty per moto. So okay. we we got a little bit of money for the guys that come to show up. We're hoping to put on a great event. You know, we um also something new. We got a brand new website. It's uh, Um It's all been redone. So we, that came out really nice. We're pretty excited about that. We have a, all the contingencies this year: gas, gas, KTM, all all of them. Some are not every race, but some are different you know they have you have to go on your uh contingency and check that to see right. you know what races were um were, were sponsoring or they're sponsoring right for sure so um the imperative mx podcast episode number 20 with mama series gene katska brought to you by west virginia motorsports heavy d yeah sorry i had to swallow but uh <laughs> um so it's it's pretty cool. Like you talk about all the people that's been through it. I know like the Bensons, Katie Shelley, Mike, you know, Pam. That's been through the Mama series. Oh yeah, awesome people. Um, Alex Fry when he was still racing, um, I'm pretty sure he went through the Mama series. It was it, it was a lot of people that went through it. Um I, I kinda heard the story I, I on how Mama got started. Was was your father one of the uh founders of Mama? No, not mine. No, no, I didn't get involved. I raced Mama races when I was in my, well, the way Mama started out, let me explain this. It was kind of just a youth organization back in, in the day. And it's, it's grown to more. Now we have, it's everything. We have all like senior classes, 25 plus all the way up. But um, that's how it got started. And when you were, you only could race till you were about 17. And once you turned 18, you were done. So it was basically just set up and it started back in the seventies. So now my, I didn't really get, get really involved 
wholesome till you know right into it till like 2007. Oh, okay. Because I forgot the guy's name. He he runs the the oh, it's one, the SEMA series. I forgot his name, but apparently I think his dad was one of the guys that helped start it. It was three or four guys that started it, like that youth organization you were speaking of. Yeah. Um. I, I kind of I vaguely remember. I don't fully remember the story. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the Schulers, I'm sorry to cut you up. The Schulers were a big name in Mama back in back there in you the go. day. So there you go, there you name. go. Okay, yeah, I, I remember hearing that, that name right there. I couldn't think of it, but I, I remember hearing it. But I'll you know, like I've I've seen a bunch of stuff from like the Mama series. Like I know, you know, the Bensons, they live in South Carolina now. And when they moved, Mike brought a ton of stuff from the Mama, like trophies and stuff. And like the series awards were unreal from the from the Mama series, like uh, the trophies are were crazy. I was like, "Where is this from?" He said, "Mama series." He's all different Mama series stuff. I was like, "What?" He said, "Yeah, dude, Mama series." He said, "Dude, you don't understand how big it is, or or how big it was like when they raced it at the time." I was like, "Wow." Yeah, we gave we give out some some like our banquet are pretty we pretty try to go all out for our banquet to get some great trophies and a lot of a lot of giveaways and i mean we have uh pit bike raffles we we gave two we gave actually gave one this year at the banquet we gave a pit bike away you didn't have to you anybody that came to the banquet had a chance to win that pit bike and then we also raffled another one off so we oh, try and, yeah we we have a pretty nice banquet we're actually going to have we plan on having even a bigger one next year so or this year, I'm sorry, for 2023. That is awesome. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. And that's one of the things, like, when I was growing up, that was one of the things that I looked forward to was the end-year end banquets. Um, you know, just kind of kind of having everybody kind of formal dressed and, um, you know, go to wherever, you know, the banquets are held and kind of get to see everybody, even without – uh, having really dirt bikes around and uh, yeah the f- family community and just the community in general even you know outside of the racetrack is just the same so um, it's one of those great things and awesome things uh, that you and all of these other series do uh, such a great job of those banquets and trust me I know the amount of work and the amount of hours to be able to get all of that stuff lined up is uh, probably a pain in the ass almost but I know you guys uh, really work your butts off for that, and I know that all of the racers that come uh, to the races and that do your series uh, are super stoked uh, with the way that you guys run things, for sure. Yeah, we we have a lot of great members. Our members are pretty loyal. Um, you know, they show up, and um, we put on, like I said, our banquet. We always try and have our banquet at a hotel, so it, we can make our whole weekend out of it almost. You can, and, uh you know, just it's a great time because, like I said, we are a big family. I've raced a lot of other organizations grow, coming up, and there's nothing like the Mama organization. I mean, it is true family. Yeah. Well, it goes right into the name. It, it fits. It fits just just right with the name. So yeah, it's awesome. Um, and uh, no more Blue Diamond, man. What a what a track. I know it had been gone for quite a, quite a couple of years. Uh, I think. Uh, but yeah, it's not it's not any it's not there anymore. And uh, I know you guys had it on the circuit there for uh, for a little bit. Yeah, that was a great track. I mean, especially being in Delaware, it was like like thirty minutes down the road for me to go. And I mean, man, that place brought in some talent. I mean, Barsha, we I saw Barsha ride there before. Um, Heart Rant, 
actually super mini. My son raced a super mini race against Hart Rant. <laughs> and, uh, he blew everybody away, of course. I mean, you know, he was already, I think, a sponsored Suzuki rider at that time when he showed up. But uh, I think he lived in Jersey, so it was just yep. right down the road for them. But there's some good talent raced at that track, definitely. And that was an awesome track. And unfortunately, I think it right now it is a, a Amazon hub right now. There's no more left, no more left there anymore. Unreal. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, but, yeah we uh, del- Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, Delaware is lacking. We have a we have one practice track left here. We used to have a track in southern Delaware, um, in Seaford, Delaware. That was an awesome sand track. It was had different names: Seaford Speedway, Middleford Speedway. It was the track for. I mean. If it rained, you could ride it the like couple of hours after it rained, unless it was like a monsoon. That track just was an incredible track, right? So, and that's no more either. So it's it's sad how these tracks come and go. Yeah, and uh, I mean, even in you know, even around our neck of the woods down here, it it seems to happen quite a bit as well. But then they s- seem to come back after a couple of years. So maybe it might be the same, except for blue diamond and the amazon hub i don't think yeah rid of that. it's not yeah i don't think it's coming back no, <laughs> but uh no. um gene speak about uh your background in the sport for people that are maybe within your series or uh looking to come into your series uh you know how did uh how did it come about of uh you know with your background in the sport and the racing that you did and then getting on board um with the mama series and from there well I I didn't get to start racing as a kid. My parents weren't really into it. They didn't really want me racing. So I grew up on a farm, so I always had dirt bikes. But as soon as I turned 18, I did some enduro riding, and then I switched over to motocross and raced for a couple of years, Met, got married and was racing, and had a kid, started a business, so I kind of tapered off because I had a couple injuries, you know, starting my own business. and had a, So when I turned 40... I was like, wow, they got 40 plus now (laughs) in the hat, you know, and I'm looking and my son was five and I kind of, you know, I said, you know, what do you think about getting into some, do some dirt bike stuff? And he was on the fence, but I took him to the first race. We had a local series. It was actually at blue diamond, the track in Seaford and another one, a local Maryland track on the Eastern shore over here. And it was um, called the Delmarva series. And it, it ran for like, two years and it kind of fell apart um lack of funding and just didn't have the management but the mama organization had been going on and we needed somewhere else to go and my son was like he was on 50s and getting ready to get on 65 and he was racing kids like uh cody shock and um, that was flying on a 65 already at that time and other kids, Kenny Veneer check. There was just a lot of local kids in this area that were super fast and there was no class breakdown, but in mama, they had a, a C class and a B class for the kids so they could grow right? and not just, so we, that's where we, that's why we ended up there because he was starting to get a little bit discouraged because he wasn't, you know, running, he was mid pack and these kids were, you know, whipping his butt every weekend. But when we found the mama series, it gives the kids a place to grow. He started in the C class and, you know, he did okay. And before you know, he's winning races and then he gets bumped out to the B class. And, you know, it's just a good place for the kids to develop their skills. And that's why, that's what brought me there. And I raced the senior class uh, in the 30 and the 40s class um, age brackets. And then a couple years into it, 
I got on the board and I did three years on the board. This was quite a few years ago. And then I kind of got off as my kids kind of grew up and they're, they're doing their own thing now. So they're not racing no more, but right. I couldn't, I couldn't stop. I just, it, you know how you, I know, you know how it is. It's, yeah. it's in your blood. It, you just, it's an addiction, but it's a good addiction. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's it costs one, a lot it, of money. It, yeah, It's <laughs> a lot, it's a lot of money, but it's, it's at least not going to, uh, you know, pretty much uh, screw you for the rest of your life, like other things that you could be spending your your money on. So, um, as far as you know, just going down the wrong path and all of that. So, uh, absolutely, it's definitely an, an addiction, and it's the best addiction for sure. And I know Heavy D can even attest to that, even though he hasn't gotten on a bike here recently. Well, we need to get him back on a bike. <laughs> you know? And I hadn't rode in so long. I trust me, I, I get the itch all the time. I really do, like. Yeah, it'll come right back, man. You'll be flying before you know it. I don't know about that. I got to get a lot of pounds on before I get flying. (laughs) Heavy D, you still on the diet? You still on the diet? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm pushing hard, man. Hey, that'll help you lose weight, man. There's no more. There's nothing harder than racing dirt bikes, you know, especially motocross. You're right about that. He said that's why I gave it up. I went to uh, Gene. If you didn't, if you haven't listened to any of the other pods uh, uh, early in our uh, podcast, because we're on episode twenty now, and uh, yeah, one of the first ones he was explaining that uh, he went from C class and then the and then you know he won a title in C class back in two thousand eleven in District twenty nine, and then uh, once he won that, he went to his next race and it was B class, and uh, yeah, he got absolutely waxed, and then he said, "Yep, that's it." He's like, yep, that's it. I ain't going no more. I ain't going no faster. So I'm out. <laughs> there ain't no way. It is, it is a big jump from C to B. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I think I never turned A when I was younger. I went from C to B, but B is definitely an eye opener when you get in that class. <laughs> you right about that. Golly. Yeah, it is an eye opener. And, um, but yeah. What what else is cool is that the Mama series is uh is coming down to uh, NCMP as well. So you guys are covering uh, quite a bit of area, all the way from Pennsylvania all the way down to North Carolina. So uh, you guys definitely cover some ground there, and obviously Virginia as well. So um, yeah, you guys got a lot of races, and I see it's uh, eleven rounds this year. Yeah, it's eleven rounds. Um, it's we've had more in the past, but it with uh. At, that's expensive. I mean, track costs went up, AMA fees went up and it just, it worked out. It's not, it's hard to find a group of tracks. So you're not at the same track every, you know, who you don't want to race the same tracks in a series four or five times. You know what I mean? You right. want some variety and that's what our people want. And, uh, that's why we go to NCMP. I mean, our, our people, it's a long, it's a little bit of a ride for us, but everybody loves that track they want to go back this is going to i think this is our third year back this okay, year cool yeah and um mark does a great and, job with that oh uh, mark is a great they, he does that track actually i was just there um a couple of weeks ago for the last round and the first the last round of the winter series and the first round of the um their their series that the um north carolina series oh, okay and um, cool. yeah mike i i got to know i've made i've raced two years now in the winter series because I love going down your way. The people are awesome. The track owners are great. I mean, I met a lot of good people. Mike Farr, I'm a great guy. Um, just made some good connections between our organizations and learned some stuff from each other. You know, we learn stuff from each other. Yeah. It's great to travel. And, uh, I mean, I love it down there. I mean, uh, 
NCMP. Um, I've been all like, I think I missed like two or three of the winter series this year, but I got to most of them. And, uh, actually I won the 50 plus this year, but it was, okay, cool. yeah, there wasn't a lot of, not the guys, they just didn't show up. The year before we had more people in the classes, they were small. So kind of won a little bit by default, but you know, win's a win. So yeah, yeah you'll take them. it. Right. So <laughs> yeah, uh, kind of almost uh, like this weekend. I mean, Tomac got handed the lead from Sexton. So, oh uh, uh, yeah. So kind of almost, uh, what? Uh, almost the same. Sadly, thing. What? Yeah. That, that's a shame. That old sex. A friend of mine was saying the other day, he said, I don't know how that guy's not on suicide watch. He must've lost enough of of money this year from handing from just giving away. I mean, he would have. I mean, he he. he <laughs> there, there's at least six races I can count off the top of my head that he threw it away, and so oh, I mean, no. his bank account would be yeah, his bank account would be solid. <laughs> okay, like not to get off subject. Oh boy, but uh, <laughs> that was you just. I hadn't watched the Supercross race because I've been so busy. Oh boy, so I didn't know that's what happened. Oh no, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah, sorry about <laughs> ruining it for you. The way I thought Tomac just flat out won, I didn't realize oh. that he did that again. Oh dang! So yeah, after we, because uh, we're because we're gonna talk about the race uh, afterwards, and I didn't know that you haven't you haven't listened to it. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting for us to. Uh, us to get into but um what i like about what gene said is that he likes to travel and yeah even though it's another series and you know it's uh um down south and he's got to travel a little ways it's cool that he's you know that that gene is good to go to um you know different series and you know things like that because i mean outside looking in right like um now i'm starting to learn a little bit more like i've been in the sport gene me and my myself and you talked on the phone uh quite a while the other week and um, you know, I've been in the sport for quite a while, but I never really knew the ins and outs of the sport. You know, I was just there racing and doing my thing. And uh, it's really cool to see that uh, you guys do actually get out and travel to different series and want to talk to promoters and see what they're kind of doing. And, and um, you know, you can get some ideas for your series and do things a little different for the next year to try to, you know, spice it up each year. And uh, I actually really like that. I didn't know that you'd been doing it for uh, a couple of years. I know you had said that you'd done it this year, but um, that's really cool. Yeah, I've done it for the last – actually, I won the 50-plus last year. It was a little more of a challenge last year, but this year it was pretty easy. But, no, I mean, just trying to get out and make connections with people. Actually, I, I, to tell you the truth, actually, me and my wife has already looked at some property. It's like just, just glancing around at property because it's about – she's retired. She's a retired school teacher. I have my own business, so I don't know when I'm going to retire. But, um, <laughs> I, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but – and when I do, I'd like to get down south. I mean, it's just, you know, they call it southern charm, I guess. It's just a lot different than it is here in the north. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So. Yeah, you get the full four seasons down here. Well, you guys get four seasons down there, yeah, too. Yeah, we get, we get it, too. But Yeah, it's not the same. I mean, I've, I've lived in Virginia my entire life, and, uh, you know, my pops lived down in North Carolina, so it's almost like my secondary home down there. But, yeah, for sure. I mean, once... You know, I'm kind of settled, and uh, here in a couple of years, we're definitely moving back for sure. And, uh, yeah, I just love the people, and the series is great down there, and there's a lot of tracks in any, you know, direction you look uh, within, like, a 45-minute radius. So, um, no, it's it's cool, and like I said, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's good that you're able to go to uh, these different series, and especially, uh, you know, our series down here um, as well. And, uh, Heavy D, any, uh, any final thoughts for uh, Gene here? 
No, I think it's pretty cool. You know, they're you know expanding, and you know, especially he's he's willing to travel. You know, and just show the support and show how dedicated they are to you know just the moto community. I really like that a lot. Yeah, I mean, like right now, me and my wife are in kind of a different place than a lot of other people. She's retired, and I have my own business, and so we can get out. I can close them doors. I don't. I'm pretty much a sole proprietor. I don't have guys help me a little bit, but I just shut them doors and tell my customers, Hey, I'm going racing this weekend. (laughs) And they all know me. I've I've had a a pretty good customer base and, and they're always just like, please come home in one piece. We need our, we need our stuff. You know, I have a countertop business. We need our countertop. Yeah. 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 Cause I was just about to ask what you, what you did. So, um, yeah, so like 30 years I've been doing it for, and I've been racing almost the whole time I've been doing it. So everybody knows Gene, the countertop guy, is a motocross racer. So he's on the weekends, he's not always around. <laughs> yeah, or, or yeah, his phone may be just completely cut off because you know some of those tracks just have absolutely uh, no service. Ex- so exactly, yeah, you're no, not getting, you, you can't even call the wife, you know, and no, yeah, but, so. well, she's right there beside me. Every oh, yeah, my that's wife, true. That's true. Yeah, she's beside me every weekend. She goes to that gate with me. She sets. She knows how to set that start button. She gets that thing almost the first time every time we push down. Man, that's <laughs> that, that's teamwork right there. Yeah, yeah. She's been doing it. We've been together since we were in high school, so oh, okay. we know each yeah. other in and out. And just she's she's you know she keeps me grounded, and she's right there. She's my my pit crew, my fan. You know she you know now the kids are gone. It's just me and her. So. Yeah. 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 Well, and one but, of the uh, things that I completely agree with, and uh, Chris Kiefer, who does Kiefer Inc. testing, one of his things is uh, he talks about it with the pros, but I think even uh, just in life and in, in general, um, that having a good home, um, like a home family uh, and family life is good outside of whatever you're doing in life. Because if you don't have a grounded uh, home life, then uh, I don't think you're going to be steering either in the right way or um, things can kind of get off course of uh, maybe your goals and accomplishes uh, that you're trying to uh, reach. So, um, yeah, I completely agree with that. And uh, same same with my girlfriend. You know, we've only been together for two years, but she's she's catching on uh, pretty quick and she enjoys it. And, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, – it's awesome, Gene, and I'm glad that you came on to the Imperative MX podcast to talk about the Mama Series, and uh, yeah, myself and Heavy D, we got to make it up to a couple races this year um, at some point for sure. Um, gotta de- we got to definitely try to go to that NCMP race. Uh, is that in July? It's actually June, June, June 24th and 25th. Yeah, we'd love to have you. I mean, I tell you what, we have a great announcer. Um, his nickname's Beard. He's got this big beard. He's an awesome guy. I guarantee you get you guys up in the booth with him to do some announcing. He'd love it. You guys would, would fit together great. He's an awesome guy. So um, he's a very colorful guy. So you guys would all probably get along and have a good time up in the booth. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. And me, me and Heavy D are doing our uh, our first debut uh, together in the booth this weekend at the Ridge. So, yeah, definitely we're going to – get some practice and uh be ready for that ncmp race because i think that would be a blast as well oh yeah it'd be great we'd love to have you out we're actually on we're trying to get our people to stay over till monday we're trying to organize it it's in the works right now but um with rod bell about doing a monday uh training session there for some of our you know our people 
yeah. after work. So just just because the kids are out of school and, you know, it's a little bit of a ride to get the people to stay an extra couple of days and enjoy your area, you know? Yeah. It's a great, there's a lot of stuff in that area that you could check out. So, you know, make it make a couple of days out of it. Yeah, so. and uh, and even though that Rod Bell is from y'all is from your neck of the woods, Rod Bell is a local legend down here at uh, Silver Valley MX Park. That dude is unbeaten there. It is unreal. Uh, he's he's pretty amazing, and I think right now you know he's hurt now. So yeah. he's uh, I, last time I talked to him, he was at um, uh, south of the border. He's been doing. I guess he's been training people at south of the border. I believe that's what he's doing now. Yeah, I had um, me and Matt Burkeen when the Salem Arena Cross, uh, when the AMA Arena Cross came here, Burkeen came down to take some footage, and uh, myself and him went to Red Robin for dinner, and yeah, we were talking about him him and uh, Rod Bell at uh, south of the border, so no, that's uh, that's awesome, and uh, yeah, Rod Bell's such a good dude, and yeah, he, any anytime I wanted to talk to him at Silver Valley, I mean, he was more than welcome to, so. Oh, he, yeah, he very easy to get i mean he's been a mom he was a true mama kid he i he was been there from all the way up you know from yeah. the 50s all the way through i mean i remember watching him just blister the track at, at different tracks on in the 85 class he was so fast he was just you know yeah. and like i said a great family and it's actually his little brother drew rides a little bit but his, he's not he i haven't seen him in a while but he was a pretty good ride he was his younger brother was a pretty good rider too but yeah, um, I didn't even know yeah, he had good, a younger brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good, good family though. Like his dad's awesome guy. I know he goes down and helps out at like minios and stuff sometimes, and yeah. does stuff like that. So you know, no, that's that's awesome. Well, Gene and uh, the whole Mama series, you you reached out uh, on the uh, on the website and uh, wanted to come on to the pod and work with us. And yeah, we you know we're glad and um, that you guys reached out and we could talk about. Um, you know, your series and, and everything else. And it was a great conversation, Gene and uh, Heavy D. Anything else? Oh, no, 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 no. No, man, it's just it, – it was also definitely talking to Gene here a lot about the mama, you know. I've always been, you know, pretty curious about it. And I've heard so many stories about mama, but actually in, you know, from him, you know, he's been around it since 07 and, you know, he's taking it over and what they're doing. I think it's awesome for sure. For sure. Well, Gene, thanks a lot for coming on to the Imperative MX Podcast. Episode number 20 brought to you by Dirt Industries Custom Graphics. Gene, have a good night. Thank you very much. Have Bye now. All right, bye-bye. And that was Gene Kachka from the Mama Series, the Mid-Atlantic Motocross Association. And, uh, yeah, heavy D, it was pretty cool that, uh, that he even comes down to the um, – you know, to our neck of the woods down here to do some races during the winter and, uh, you know, goes to, uh, you know, you can almost say his competition if you want to say it, um, you know, as far as the series goes. But, yeah, it's cool. Oh, dude, absolutely. You know, I think it's awesome we get to, you know, we're starting to hear from, uh, you know, more of these uh, series owners and promoters and uh, actually get to learn about them because that's something, you know, uh, a lot of the racers and families don't really get. You know, they... They, I think they really want to go race these series, but they don't really know the actual real deep depth of what they're about. So hearing from, you know, Gene and all this, I think it's pretty cool. Absolutely. And you guys, the listeners, if, you know, you're from that area or, you know, if there's not a race going on one weekend and you see that they have a race that weekend up there in, uh, you know, anywhere, it's Maryland, Virginia, 
you know, obviously that NCMP race and uh, Tomahawk and Dublin's Gap up there in Pennsylvania. And, uh, yeah, the, that new track, Promised Land, it looks pretty sick. I looked at a GoPro and some footage on YouTube, and it does look like a Promised Land. It looks pretty sick. So um, I know that they're going to probably have a full blast out there for that. So make sure you guys keep that in mind, you listeners. I know that you guys are um, – you know how, like, us as dirt bike racers, we don't look at any sports, like, any different – or, I mean, like, way different than we do our own sport because it's just not as gnarly and, you know, all of that, right? Well – we kind of think about it almost like the same series. Like, hey, we're not going to go to this series because we've been doing this series for this amount of time. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not going to go. Yeah, so, um, yeah, go out go out to different series, man. It, you know, check it out. Test the water. See if you like it. If you like it, then you can go to a couple of those throughout the year. You know, just getting extra gate drops, Heavy D. I mean, that's what we talk about a lot on here is getting those extra gate drops, and there's another opportunity for you guys. Oh, 100%. You know, I'm I'm a firm believer. Like you know, go to every series has something different to offer in a better way. No, I don't feel like you're gonna go to any series and not have anything to gain from it. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the that's the glory of local racing to me. Yeah, I don't think one is really any up other than the other. The only thing I could really say is maybe one series has better tracks than the other. Right. But but they yeah. could be they could be lacking in uh the banquet they could be lacking in payouts for uh you know pros they could you know everything isn't isn't perfect and even though that these guys are you know these series are trying to make it the best you know um and the only real way to do it is to have people line up that's how they make you know even though that they're non-profit but that's how they're able to keep going is for people on the gate you know every single weekend that they have a race um, and go into these practice tracks and stuff like that. I mean, it's just it, it's what keeps these things going. And if we don't uh, keep going to these local races and keep these local series around, then um, then they're you know they'll vanish and they'll go away. And we'll be riding um, our Stark Vargs uh, on the road or on the <laughs> golf courses. So um, definitely get out to more local races for sure and yeah i mean even after talking with gene man i want to go up to some of those races i want to see what the mama series is all about like i said i went back in probably 07 08 um and would always do the amateur day after the budge creek national or before whatever it was and then um you know a couple weekends later we would come back and do the mama series right at uh budge creek the same track so um yeah, it's uh it's cool and I'm glad that he reached out and uh man, a lot of fast dudes have come from that area. And yeah, he blew me away with the Cody Shock one. I, I almost wanted to, you know, like that that emoji with the shake in your head where you just put your just face palm. Yep, that was me. Right. I was just like, man, out I forget about Cody Shock, but um yeah, good tracks up there, man. It was good to hear from him for sure. Oh, dude, 100%. You know, I think it's it's sweet and you learn something new every time, so absolutely um mika metal strives to be the leader in product quality their bars are constructed of 6061 aerospace aluminum and have a unique unique design that allows them to retain maximum strength while still having the flex riders desire mika's products are made of 7075 aerospace aluminum the highest standard in the industry their unique tooth design maximizes wear and lets you ride longer go to Go to MikaMetals.com, check out the inventory, and see for yourself. You see the Club MX riders have them on their bikes. Enzo, uh, Enzo Lopes had an amazing ride this weekend from 
um, way back in the pack, all the way up to fourth place um, using Mika medals. And, uh, yeah, also you have the HEP Motorsports guys outside of Ken uh, that is using Mika medals as well and plenty of others. Uh, so make sure to go to MikaMetals.com, find the bars, the sprocket, anything that you need. And, uh, yeah, can't wait to do another handlebar giveaway here soon. So make sure you guys are on the lookout for that. And Hydropower. Hydropower is formulated by a sports nutritionist to help eliminate arm pump and increase your endurance so you can rise safer and faster. Heavy D, right here in my water bottle, I got a full cup of Hydropower in there to make sure that I am uh, good to go and it increases my endurance so I can ride safer and last longer uh, on this uh, on this podcast talking. So, um, yeah, I got to bring you some this weekend, Heavy D. Oh, dude. Man, you know what's crazy? At 221 this past weekend, so many people were using hydropower. Like, all my buddies that I didn't even know, like, I'd walk up and they'd be shaking, like, shaking up a bar. I'm like, what are you drinking, hydropower? Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, dang, so you really are drinking it. Like, everybody's drinking it's working. Like, Dude, it's it, it works. good stuff. It works. I'm telling you, man, it works. Garrett has got that, uh, that, science down uh it doesn't taste bad it has not a chalky flavor to it um great great taste and uh yeah it helps heavy d i mean i went and rode the rmz last weekend or last week on thursday right after i got out of work actually i left a little early from work um but uh i went to go and ride because you know i got humbled a couple of weekends ago and i needed to um you know, get my endurance up for a little bit. So me and Sawyer went and rode at his track, and uh, we did three 20-minute plus two-lap motos. But the first one, um, I did not drink any hydropower because I forgot. So I only lasted about 10 minutes. Then the second one that I went out for, I drank maybe about a half a bottle of uh, hydropower and uh, lasted about... I think 14 or 15 minutes. And then the last one, Heavy D, I lasted right there at that 18-minute mark. So I was pretty stoked on myself. And uh, I didn't get much arm pump, like hardly at all. Like when I came off the track, I was not – it wasn't more of the arm pump that was uh, the fatigue. It was more of just I was starting to get – I was just starting to get tired, to be completely honest. Like, you know, just from me not riding for so long. But, hey, I was stoked because when I pulled off, uh, Sawyer only rode maybe another like five laps, so I was pretty good mm-hmm. with that. I was pretty solid with that. Dang, I know. And I was keeping him in tow too, because we were riding on this little like um, he calls it the vet track or the small track. Um, and so every just about every lane that I would go down, I could see where he was at. Um, on the other side of the track, so I would kind of keep him in in check, you know, so that I'm pretty close to him. So. Um, or not close to him, but, you know, right around the same speed, if not a little bit slower. I definitely backed off the pace there the last three laps or so. But still, Hydropower helped me get to that 18-minute mark, 19-minute mark. There is no doubt about it because if, if I did it, I would have probably been way worse on the day. So, yeah, Heavy D, I'll have to bring you some this weekend. Oh, please do. I'm willing to try. I'm definitely, definitely ready to try it. Bet. And uh, the link is in the description of this podcast for 10% off your purchase of any 
Hydropower products and FXR Heavy D. We are talking about your diet just a minute ago with Gene, and now we get into the FXR ad read. From high-performance snow rider wear to motocross gear, FXR has you covered. The continuing growth of FXR means more selection for you. Jackets, jerseys, pants, gloves, snow gear, whatever it is, FXR has you covered. In my opinion, Garrett Marchbank's opinion, Kyle Bitterman's opinion, and many more, it is the best in sizing, fitting, and venting for motocross riding gear. So make sure to go and check out FXRRacing.com. They just dropped the brand new LE gear, uh, the Revo, I think. I believe it's the Rev, the Rev line or... Anyways, they have a brand new limited edition out right now, so make sure to go and find them on social media. You can find them on the Club MX guys, uh, Starling, and many others out there on the track. And thank you for their continuing support. Total Control Racing Suspension. From Burlington, North Carolina, Chad Newton owned an AX team, uh, an arena cross team, for 10 years. He knows his stuff. Luke Neese. Mike McDay, Tyler Bright, Josh Thomas, Jim Chester, Jim Neese, and so many other legends throughout the years. Thanks for Chad. Uh, thanks to Chad and Total Control Racing Suspensions for coming on board the 2023. And uh, yeah, he's keeping it really, really local with Total Control. And uh, yeah, go and check out TotalControlRacingSuspension.com. And uh, yeah, we have been testing the suspension a little bit that's what i was uh there for since it is a little bit stiffer than what i was used to and now i'm pretty stoked on it and uh we did a, a factory chassis part um review on it as well that will be out in the next uh week or two so be on the lookout for that at imperativemx.com but make sure you guys go and check out total control racing suspension.com heavy d silver valley Oh, I'm sorry, I did hit my bad. Say it again now. No, you're good. Uh, Silver Valley. Oh, the only local national. And they got a race coming up April 8th. Absolutely. And, you yeah, that's going to be the weekend it. right after. Uh, this weekend, right? Right, right. I think it's a Saturday race at uh, Easter is on a Sunday. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, but, yeah, the only local national, Lexington, North Carolina. Going to have the pro shootout at the end of the year. I'm going to be so stoked on when that time comes around. Um, it's going to be awesome. So, yeah, make sure to go and check out Silver Valley MX Park on the Internet and uh, on their social medias as well. All right, Heavy D, let's get into all of the racing action from this weekend. I'm going to touch on the Little Rock uh, AMA Arena Cross race from this weekend. A lot of people saw the boxing gloves that came out uh, this weekend from – uh, Jack Brasfield and Kyle Cozen, I think is what, or Cozen is what his name is. But anyways, uh, yeah, the gloves came off, Heavy D. Oh, my goodness, dude. Okay, here's what's funny. So I didn't even know about that until earlier today. I was on Facebook, and a reel popped up from We Got Riders. Oh, yeah. Taco, of oh, yeah. course. Oh, yeah. And, dude, I was in the floor holding my stomach laughing oh bro i mean if anybody needs to be a cameraman i don't know who i don't know if it was taco or who it was but golly that was 
that was the camera angles you just when you see that stuff you wish somebody would get oh absolutely i mean that's what everybody wanted to see right and uh yeah they definitely got into it out in the b main heavy d in the b main that's not even the a main that was in the b main oh my goodness goodness. and can you believe that taco was not a part of it Taco had nothing to do with it. Taco wasn't in it. I know. That's what I said. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, this weekend, uh, well, uh, Kyle Peters went 1-1, and uh, Bitterman gave him a hell of a fight the second moto. Uh, Kyle uh, Peters got a bad start because of the inversion, and uh, Bitterman was able to get out front pretty quick. And, uh, yeah, Peters had to work his way up through the pack, and it was unbelievable to walk, watch him pick off riders. And uh, he got stuck behind Lesnar for a couple of laps, and Lesnar was keeping him honest there for a while. But eventually, after a small little mistake, Kyle was able to get around him and, uh, and uh, chase after Bitterman. And I'd say with about four laps to go or so and stalking Bitterman, Peters was able to get it, and uh, yeah, Bitterman wasn't uh, wasn't too stoked uh, on the podium afterwards. He really wanted to try to get it done, but yeah, KP's too good at these uh, these arena crosses, Heavy D. Yeah, dude, he just has them dialed, man. It's just it's a reason why he's a five, what four, five time champ now, four, four time, five time, four time champ. Yeah, yeah, he just, I mean, he's a champ. He's He's that champ for a reason, man. That's, that's what yeah, champs yeah. do. They can they can put in rods like that, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else uh, that I may have missed from that race. I only got to watch the main events, uh, so I didn't watch any of the heat races. I got to watch the B main though, so that was uh, that was great. You knew something was going to happen afterwards. They were you know on the broadcast. You knew that they were going to get into it. So, um, I think it was. Uh, Slaw dog from Verb that caught the video. I think. Oh my well, he, he post. He was the first one to post it, and he was the first. It was the first one I saw. So, um, and I only saw it when it only had like five or six likes. So I was pretty surprised on it. But yeah, um, pretty crazy. And then uh, yeah, we move into Seattle, Heavy D, and uh, man round number 11 of this monster energy ama supercross championship and it is a clean slate cooper webb and eli tomac are now tied for the points um tomac was able to get the win after um had to work his way up through the pack um he got passed a little bit by Roxon there in the beginning he got passed by webb there in the beginning um was kind of going back and forth and then all of a sudden he found this line through the whoops and uh, just started demolishing guys. I mean, he went by Kenny like he was standing still. Not really, but um, sarcastically. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, he put in a hell of a ride. And then, yeah, Chase got the whole shot and was out front, Heavy D. And then, yep, just lost the front. Nobody – like, I I don't even I'm, – I'm baffled, Heavy D. I really am. Like, when you watch – have you seen it? Dude, I've been – I hadn't seen anything. I just literally – that I woke up the next morning, and I just seen on Racer X where 
a picture told me crossing the finish line. So I was like, all right, he just must have got out front and dominated. No, no, I dude. Didn't. He he started like maybe fifth or sixth. And, uh, yeah. I mean, there in the beginning, like, I was thinking, like, oh, boy, Tomac's going to have another one of those bad nights. Well, he actually kind of got a good start, but then he started getting passed. So I'm almost kind of mixing up my stuff because it's been actually like a week since I – well, not a week, but it's been a couple of days. But I just know that Chase threw it away again. And, and, like, I don't even want to say throw it away because I swear, I I mean – it's got to be something with that front end on the motorcycle. It's got to be either he's to the point to where he's pushing it so much and he just doesn't think that he's pushing it that far, and literally that's as far as the bike can go on the front end. Because it was another – dude, it, you got to go back and rewatch, and rewatch it because it doesn't make any sense. It is, here's what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to – let me see. Here's, here's my theory. Here's, I got a theory – on a lot of these, and I could be wrong, uh, you know. Like I say, I I wouldn't, I didn't get to that level, but I've been around it enough to see how they test and how they, you know, want the bike set up. So I've been around a lot of dudes, and it's dude, it's it's several of them I know that are stupid picky, stupid yeah. picky, yep, and. A lot of them, what they do, they get to that level, and I, I don't like it. I think it's a bunch of bull. But you know, they as a team, you got to do what's going to make them happy and give them the best you can, even if it's a mental thing, so they can get the results they need. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. But I think a, a lot of them, they instead of taking a step back and you know, taking the responsibility that they screwed up their sales or they're doing something wrong, they put it on the setup or the bike. When and and this is how I was always taught, and this is what I stick to. You're the one riding that bike. A lot of those guys, when they get that fast, they start to get lazy with technique and they rely on technology and what the team can do instead of relying on what got them there in the first place. Yeah, like you think, and amateur. I, I know amateur ranks is different, but you didn't get a lot of you. you wasn't that picky in amateur ranks. Like you were still going fast. Yeah. So sometimes you got to take a step back. Like, all right, I, I screwed up. I'm being lazy. I'm not doing it right. And I hadn't seen the video, but like honestly, in my opinion, a, a lot of the stuff I'm watching, Chase is just be screwing up. I don't. I, I mean, I could be wrong. It could be a mental thing. It could be the bike. But it's just, if you, like, slow stuff down and look at body positioning and what what goes wrong, he, he screws up. Like, he, jack, he jacks up most of the time. Yeah, I... I don't know. I almost want to. I almost want to kind of disagree because it just it just the crashes are just so weird and it's just it's only the front end. It's only the front end. It's not like he's just going out here and grenading himself like he has done in previous years. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I don't know if it's like um like you know how um. Some teams are confined and they won't go outside of their comfort zone on where they think the bike should be. Uh-huh. Like I wonder if that's that's a thing. And now with the rumor of him going to KTM, is it is it going to change? Like 
is he still going to be as good on the KTM? And now without a um, maybe a front end washout, we end up with a back end washout now, or or it you know it could be a very you know a mental thing where you know he gets into the race and he's managing it and he throws it away, or maybe he's going too fast or he's thinking too much. I mean, there's a lot of different. Uh, scenarios in that because I mean even you can go back to Thunder Valley last uh, last year I mean if he would have won that race he would have won the championship if he would have got that overall right. in Thunder Valley he would have won that championship for some reason on the very last lap he washes the front on the same rut that he's been hitting for 30 minutes plus two laps pretty much so I don't know is it just he's just losing focus there for a second is he pushing the motorcycle but I don't think like I almost I almost want to say that it's not his fault because he's too good of a rider and technique wise at least in my opinion that uh that these things could be happening but I mean you know we all don't know and we're all just speculating at this point right like cuz Chase doesn't even know like Chase has been very vocal on you know everything and he hasn't said anything about the bike like he's he's said any in the interviews pest uh you know any of them he's never said anything about the bike he's always been a very good guy uh as far as going back out there to the track and seeing where he made the mistake and seeing how he can fix it and obviously that's not working um because it's it keeps happening um but yeah i mean i don't know i mean (laughs) you could be right i could be right we could be both wrong i mean i don't know we're all just trying to figure it out because I mean it it just makes no sense on how it happens so you know, often I, just, I, I watched this dude it's I literally just watched the short and it's man it's weird okay so I don't even know how to explain it dude it looked like when he went in he was good he was good and from what I'm looking at it was it was almost. It was like he, he was about to miss what a rut was. Yeah. So and he like made you a could... last minute. Go ahead. It was like he was about to make a last minute executive decision, and if you see where he went over, it was the edge right there. And I guess he forgot it was there, or he looked at it was one of the two. But he, as soon as he turned the handlebar, he was leaning, and then he watched him turn the handlebar. And right when he turned the handlebar, because it was a last minute decision, yeah. It caught their edge and it tossed them. And he was it didn't help he was still on the front brake either. Which I know he was slowing down. Oh yeah. But it was it was like all that at once, it screwed him. Oh, absolutely. And I mean if you go back and look at the video, you could definitely see the loose stuff if like if you were to go to the outside, but from where they were mm-hmm. cutting to that inside there, um he was, you know, going wide and cutting in. And I think that he just got onto the some of that looser soil out there and it just slid out. Like, he probably went maybe a half an inch out from where he normally goes and just slides right out. It just, I mean, to me, it looked like he messed up at the end. He he was like, oh, shit, that's not where I want to go. Yeah. And he tried to cut in, and he got that loop, and he caught that edge right there, that right there at that berm, and it just flipped his ass over yeah, it's just, it's just so it's just mind blowing how it happens every single weekend though. Like, dude, how many? It, it was dude, how many races is that now? Dude, at least seven. 
at least. Six or seven. I mean, Tampa, uh, Arlington, um, Oakland, uh, Detroit. Well, uh, did uh, yep, Detroit. So I mean, that's, here's what's funny. That's four Every right there. Time, so honestly, dude, it could. Uh, I, I'm almost like trying to go every game. I'm about to go against everything I believe in. It, it possibly could be the motorcycle. Every, it's it's not even big crashes, bro. That's, what, that's what I'm been, saying. But it's like everyone has been a front end issue. That's He's literally wrecked by the front end. Yeah, literally by the front end. It makes no sense. That's what that's what I'm saying. Like, bro, it's got to be a motorcycle issue now. It has to be. Look. Like what? You can go back to every podcast, and I've said it. I've said it, and I've said it. Anytime we talk about a Honda, a front a Honda front end is already low. It's already got a rake down to it, so you can't. You really can't get over the front of that motorcycle like everybody like you're trained to do. You right. know what I mean? Right. And you want he don't ride over the front of the bike that much at all. He's his body position is even when he brakes. Like, he's pushed way more towards the rear bike than he is the front. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, when he comes into like, the corners, you see him. I mean, he's almost full stretched all the way to the back to make sure that that front end doesn't do anything crazy. Like, it's all, it's almost like the bike's it's already self-diving too much, almost. Yeah. And if you put any weight over the front, is I mean, you could just, especially in that loose stuff, it could probably get a little hairy in situations. He's like... Man, I don't know, dude. It's God, it's so mind boggling. It's like I say one thing and I feel that way, but then I go back and then I'm thinking of all these crashes and they're not even big crashes, it's all front end stuff. It's like, all right, is there something wrong with the front end of that motorcycle? It's gotta be. That's the only expl- explanation because I mean it's happened to him in the middle of the race, the end of the race, it doesn't matter. But it's always the front end, always. I mean, I mean, think about that crash that he had the other uh, the year when he was coming out of that left hander and went to go and jump mm-hmm. on top of that tabletop, and it just completely slid out, and uh, the front uh, rim or the front rim was completely bent, and it threw him over. Um, yeah, like I mean, I mean, because surely, surely, goodness gracious, Sam, he couldn't just be thrown. There's no way you could. I mean. Martin Davalos didn't throw away that many races. No, this is not just a hey. I'm just gonna throw this away to try and get like more attention or more clout or something like that, or get people talking or something like that. Like somebody threw out the stew was like he's almost like stew, but I felt like stew kept it on a kept it on that, two that, wheels a little bit more. Stew, stew's a different scenario. That was. That's not even remotely the same thing, in my opinion. Well, like, see, and that's what I was thinking because Stu was Stu was different, like really yeah, different. That that was that, that that's a different. That's not even the same scenario. Oh, and also, I'm not trying to like knock on Martin Davos. I love Martin. Oh, dude, I'm Marty's just saying, great. like, yeah, you, you know, like back in when he was in lights, um, it was like you know, dude, we were just waiting. Sometimes. We were just waiting for yeah. him to get a win, <laughs> dude. Because yeah, he yeah, yeah he yeah. Yeah, but he also he, rode like, a he little almost, loose too. Yeah, yeah, he almost got nervous what, in yeah. some situations. But like this, this is like it's different. Like man, he like Chase is too fast, and also like 
it, it's crazy. Like even when he was chasing Plessinger, when Plessinger, you know, he he crashed that last lap. He like Sexton had some hairy situations during that race where at the front end got a little sketchy, you know. Yeah, I. I <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I guess you can. I mean, I can kind of see where they're coming from as far as like, hey, this dude is literally the fastest guy, and he just can't win a race, like staying on two wheels while he's out front and he got the whole shot. So, yeah, I, I can I can get that, but it's definitely different as far as riders go for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, and uh, so. Tomac ended up taking the lead after that, and then Webb uh, was right behind him and started to stalk him and actually started to catch him there at the end, Heavy D, um, with maybe about four laps to go or so. And uh, Webb made a pretty big bobble in the whoop, so it kind of gave um, Tomac the uh, the advantage there and take home his 50th career win. And speaking of Stu, he is now tied with James Stewart. <laughs> for second all-time 450 Supercross career wins. That is, uh, I mean, we're watching literally a generation legend right now in 2023, and I guarantee that if any of us were asked if a rider would even get close to Stu and RC, we would have said, hell no. Dude, that's, it's a generational thing, so my my list right now. I, I honestly didn't think Tomac would get to it. I don't think anybody like, did. No, I, I just I didn't even know he had that many wins. It's kind of because he don't have that many Supercross championships. No, he only like, has two. That's, yeah, that's what's mind boggling. It makes yeah. zero sense, dude. That 2017 but, year fucking screwed him, bro. That fucking nine uh, nine race win, nine races he won that year, and he lost the title to Dungey. Yeah, that. And it was funny, as I remember the crash, he tipped over. It's like the second to last round where he he could have like probably won it. And he got up and he fell way behind and that basically sewed it up for Dungey. Yeah, is that the one but, where Moosecan pulled over for him? I, I wanna say so. Yeah, that was the I, that was the New Jersey round. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was it was uh MetLife. MetLife Yep, Satan. yep. yep. Yeah, what a what a race! That was probably one of the biggest controversy races ever for Moosecan pulling over for Dungey. <laughs> but the so like my rider list, I, I would have thought okay, it'd have been like for to catch Jeremy. If things would have went right, I think like stuff went south. Like I feel like Stu, he kind of got screwed out of like having to sit out a year and a half. But I felt like if he wouldn't have had to sit out that long, he'd have probably caught Jeremy or got close. So, yeah. but that, and then if Villapoto would have stayed in longer, he'd have definitely got there because he went four straight, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, wasn't it? Uh, but, yeah, he went, uh, yeah, he went from 11 to 15. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I thought if he'd have stayed, he'd have got it, but he he was over it, which I understood. Yeah. But, like, I think Tomac, I think he can get close to it if he wanted to. Um, but, I think for me personally, the next rider in line, I would say it would be Sexton. It's just so much is going on right now. But I think if everything stays good and he stays healthy, somebody that possibly could be in line to definitely catch you if he wants to stay in that long will be Jet. Yeah. Like, 
I think he'd definitely be the next one for it. It's just it's one of those generational things. Like it's that that record is so far out there, it's unreal. Yeah, and I mean we're thinking about fifty and uh yeah, he's got twenty two more. That's crazy. Yeah. So uh, but yeah, we were talking like if 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 Tomac wanted to even get close, he'd have to go. He had to do another two years, and uh, he'd have to win, or I mean, two or three years, and he'd have to win six or seven races a year to get uh, even remotely close. And uh, I could see maybe Tomac going another year, but I don't know. I don't know about two, because um, this title fight here with Cooper Webb himself and. Um, well, Chase, you know, is back a little ways now. He finished fourth on the night. Um, but yeah. Uh this is gonna be this is gonna be good, Heavy D. It's a clean slate after round eleven, and it's pretty much like we're starting all over again at Anaheim one. Yeah. This is cool. Yeah, yeah dude, it's it's insane, man. I'm 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 golly. I need to it's funny because it's like I didn't watch the race, but I just seen that clip, so it kind of told me everything I needed to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, all of the little details in there um, that you know kind of get uh, left out. And uh, Barsha had a great ride; almost was on the rear wheel of Webb going across the finish line. So he almost got him. Like, if it was another lap, he would have got him. Because once Webb made that mistake, uh, he realized that he had lost touch of Tomac at that point. So he was kind of in cruise cruise mode and was just doing that. Um, so, um, oh, and also, uh, Webb did the finger gun to uh, Sexton on the finish line during the heat. Oh, okay. So here's what's funny. I did see the heat. I seen the heat. I seen the finger gun because I was in the Discord. Oh, well, yeah. uh, I was in the Discord for a minute. Yeah. Uh, I just didn't make it to the main event. Your guy was like tired from working two twenty one and all that. But I, I seen the finger. I, I seen the pew pew. Yep, yep. He threw it to him for sure. Um, and he said in the press conference he was like, uh, you know, it was good to do the finger gun again. I haven't won a heat race all year this year. Chase has been the fastest guy, and I beat him in the heat race. It felt good, and, uh, yeah, did it a little bit to throw him out of whack a little bit, and, uh, yeah, during that main event, apparently it worked. <laughs> I know that's got to stick with you. Like, golly, that's some serious mind game. Yeah. You got to be, like, a headstrong person. Like, yep. literally, your mental game has got to be stupid. Yep. Yeah, because he's pretty much pointing the finger gun at the fastest guy. On the racetrack, he literally taunting him. Literally, literally taunting, taunting him. the fastest guy on the racetrack. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, crazy. Is he gonna go? Is he gonna go into Salt Lake at the end if it's if it's a close championship and he's talking shit on the line to all the riders? Are we getting that Cooper Webb this year as well? Dude, man, I, look, man, I'm telling you, that dude's middle game is something different. It, it's it's so far fetched, dude. It's like. I think because for him, he he come from nothing. So what has he got to lose? Right. Yeah. We were talking about that and I think last week's pod, wasn't we? Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, this is this is awesome for 2023 and the start of the Super Motocross uh, World Championship. And um, yeah, this year, I mean, yeah, if you're not tuned in, it's you're missing out for sure. Um, 
And uh, I'm trying to think of anything else that uh, happened in the 450 class. Um, not much. Uh, AC had a little bit of fight in him there in the in the beginning. Uh, he was uh, close up there to Tomac and Webb and all of those guys. Um, Sexton did make a little bobble in the middle, and uh, he was out like two and a half seconds on rocks in there in the beginning, and then he made a mistake, um, kind of right after Sexton, um, right after the section that Sexton had his fall, um, but he stalled the motorcycle and was able to get it back going. And uh, Roxon was right on his uh, rear wheel again. Um, and then uh, within a lap, he already pulled out a two-and-a-half-second gap. So, Dang. dude, I- I'm telling you, man, he's uh, he's unreal. He just can't he just can't keep it on two wheels, unfortunately. Like, <laughs> like it, it's like trying to find a needle in a haystack, apparently, to try to fix what's going on here. But, um but yeah, and then in the 250 class, um, during the heat race, uh, McAdoo and Jet got together. Um, after the race, they realized that it was just a racing incident and um, all of that, so that's all good. Um, Jet ended up uh, winning, um, not by very much though. And to his standard, he said that he didn't ride uh, the best either. But yeah, Jet got another win, Heavy D. Oh, dude, yeah, he's domination station just unreal man like the dudes he's a machine but um man you know i just right now nobody has nothing for him but i i, I can tell you what i'm excited for is that east west shootout him and his brother i want to i want to see how like wh- how far they're willing to go to like prove who's better because I think now it's, you know it's back to West Coast. Jet, Jet has one more win, and then Hunter has to get one more win. But they'd be close to being tied for the same amount. Yep, yep. Um, so it's gonna be good because Arizona's coming up, so we'll see Jet again. And then after that is Atlanta, um, and then um, after that is New Jersey, and then da- and then Nashville, I think. So. Um, yeah, it'll be really good whenever we come to that time for the East-West shootout. I love I love those races. So, um, and then the next race next weekend or not? Yeah, next weekend is uh, the Glendale Arizona race, but it's going to be a triple crown. So, um, we'll see if uh, we'll see if the triple crown uh, karma is still around for the Lawrence brothers or not um, going into that. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I mean, uh, McAdoo and Hampshire, uh, kept him pretty honest. Not, I mean, kind of somewhat, uh, jet still pulled out by like three seconds, a majority of the race, but the track was tough. Heavy D the track was really tough, um, from where it rained and they tarped it and all of the transitions were, it was really hard for the guys to get every single right every or to get every single rhythm, right? Every single lap. So it was a very difficult and uh, rough track. The guys uh, said during some of the sections, it was almost like them riding a pro national. So, um, just, really? yeah, just because of the bumps and like where Chase fell right there. Like if you went into the main line where it's like real slick and that dry shit, like going up into yeah. that into that little bump right there, it had some gnarly breaking bumps going up into there that they said that like they have they kept having to push out wide. Because it would it would um, offset the bike going into the corner because of how 
big the rut or the breaking bumps were, and it would completely throw the suspension off, and they wouldn't be able to sit down to that corner to do that double out of the corner. So, um, they said it was pretty rough. Um, but I'm trying to think if anything else. Uh, I don't have any of the sheets in front of me, unfortunately. I didn't get that far tonight. I had some other stuff to do before we got onto this pod, but um. I don't think I missed any anything else as far as the racing action goes. I think that that was pretty much it. Did you see anything else that you wanted to mention or anything else that you just wanted to throw out there in general? Oh, uh, no, no, dude, I don't think so. Oh, Kitchen got a heat win uh, and then didn't do too well in the, in the night race. But uh, on the rise uh, uh, that I've done twice now, and then uh, it's funny because Verb, put out a thing today that says uh it's time to finally put some respect on enzo lopes's name and uh Mm -hmm. yeah i've already done i did one on the rise series of enzo last year in 2022 and then i also did one of him this year uh early in the year and so i'm just kind of surprised that it kind of took him this long to say that you know you got to kind of put respect on the rider's name um but i feel like he's been doing pretty well but um, but yeah, I, I saw that earlier and I was like, huh, I, I feel like I've had respect on Enzo Lopes's name for like two or three years now. So Enzo's, Enzo's a oh, fast yeah. dude. Oh, dude, Enzo throws down. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he definitely picked it up a lot too, for sure. Absolutely. I, I he definitely has picked it up this year from, um, last year when I did the on the rise for sure um oh 100% yeah yeah but he's I mean even last year he was still good on you know uh, I think it was his first year on the bike too um on that club bike I think but I could be wrong too but um anyways uh yeah I think that's it for all of the racing action from Little Rock Arkansas of the AMA Arena Cross series this weekend is the series finale for the AMA Arena Cross in Lexington Kentucky um, so I know a lot of guys from the from the Supercross series will be there. Not a lot, but I know some names that will be there. Like Starling will be there, um, and uh, and perhaps even more. Like I wouldn't be surprised if Noski shows up, and maybe even some of the South of the Border guys show up um, on that PRMX team, and uh, maybe even some other ones. Uh, you know, it's on the East Coast, and it's not far from a lot of the training facilities, so I wouldn't be surprised if you see some big names out there on Friday night in Lexington, Kentucky uh, for uh, AMA Arena Cross, and then also weekend off this weekend for uh, Monster Energy AMA Supercross, like we said earlier, but next weekend is round number 12 of uh, the Monster Energy AMA Supercross Championship, of course, and uh, this weekend, Heavy D, the Ridge and South Fork and Mex are racing. So uh, there's plenty of local racing also, um, along with um, any other practice tracks and uh, any other Outlaw Series races that you guys are going to. So make sure to support these, uh, the local racing so that we can keep watching these amazing battles in, uh, in the Monster Energy AMA Supercross Championship and uh, the AMA Arena Cross Championship. And... Heavy D, what a phenomenal episode. Number 20 here. Can you believe that we're on number 20 already? We have done 20 episodes of this podcast. Can you believe that? Dude, that's insane. It's, it's pretty sweet, man. That's crazy. And the and then also, we've had a lot of awesome guests on board. Oh, dude. 
some of the best. It, it's 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 mind boggling. Dude, we got like, Dax Benick much? after he won Anaheim two. That's a big accomplishment. That was there. crazy. You hit me with Kyle says that he could probably get uh Dax on <laughs> on the line. I'm like, no way. And sure enough, you hit me back like five minutes later with his phone number. I'm like, no way. So, and dude, he didn't know me from nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, did he even know what Imperative MX was? Probably not, but he was like a podcast. All I have to do is just talk. All right. Like, that's fine with me. Uh, But he probably, uh, I'm sure Kyle probably told him that you're part of it. So, and he knows you. So, um, oh, he was probably just like, oh, yeah, dude, uh, you know, just. Once you get done with your schoolwork, you know, just can't can't you do this? I just I just needed to do this for me, just real quick. It will be nothing, mm-hmm. I promise. So, uh, no, that was cool, and uh, a lot of other awesome guests from Garrett Marchbanks to Jim Neese to Luke Neese to Bitterman to um, man, Les Smith, um, uh, Double D. Uh, who else have we oh, had? Have, I mean, uh, who who else? Uh, Robert Barry. Uh, Robert Barry, you got March Banks. You say March Banks? Yeah, I yeah. said yeah, I said March Banks. Yeah, and uh, man, hey, um, yeah. Devin Simonson. Yep, we had Devin on. We had uh, Brandon Fletcher. Uh, we had yeah, um, yeah. Kyle Travis on, of Noah. course. We had Noah. Noah Stevens. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, we've had a lot of good guests, Heavy D. Now looking back on it, holy shit. Dude, the list is insane. Unreal. And we are just starting, Heavy D. It's crazy, and it's awesome um, to see. And also, you guys as the listeners, I mean, give yourselves a pat on the back for uh, for listening to these podcasts and allowing us to grow. And we're glad that you guys enjoy these uh, these podcasts and all of the content that Imperative MX and, um, and Heavy D does for the local uh, community because, I mean, if it wasn't for the local community, Heavy D, we probably wouldn't be here. Or no, actually, I know oh, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here at all, dude. Absolutely, and we wouldn't be watching any races on TV, also. So, um, but man, we spoke about the Ridge MX this weekend and what to look forward to, and uh, then we had a call in from Gene Katska, the board of directors up there at the Mama Series. And finally, we broke down all of the racing action from this weekend in AMA Arena Cross in Little Rock and Seattle Monster Energy AMA Supercross round number 11. Big thanks again to all of the companies who make it possible. West Virginia Motorsports. Go to WestVirginiaMotorsports.com. Find your key to fun. Anything that you need, go and check them out. FXR Heavy D, you're on a diet. You're trying to get down, trying to slim it down a little bit so you can fit into some... uh, limited edition fxr gear coming up pretty soon and uh yeah how's that going right I, I know that we talked about it a little bit with gene but really how it how it actually is it going dude it's so hard i'm not gonna lie dude. it's extremely so hard, hard. it's so hard uh, it's so hard like it is <laughs> it's so tough how many uh, how many pounds I are don't... we down how many pounds are we down uh, I'm like three fifty six, three fifty seven. Like I'm, I'm kind of like maintained right now. It's like you hit that, you you kind of hit that plateau point where yeah. it's like, all right, now it's time to get a gym uh, yeah. and do some hard, hard work. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, you know, maybe we'll, we'll we got to get you back on the bike, dude. I, I I think it's it's getting close to that time, bro. I'm gonna have to do it. It's just it's gonna have to happen. 
Absolutely. I'll have to hit up my buddy Andy White over there and get you some FXR gear for whenever you come back, and we'll make sure that you know you look all fresh and good out there. And you know FXR will make you look good. So. Oh, good day. Have me on point. Hey, we gotta we gotta be on the lookout for FXR lick kit uh, for this weekend, so we can talk about them on next week's podcast. So if you are a parent or a rider, and you wear FXR, bring out the best, and you may be mentioned in next week's uh, episode here on the Imperative MX podcast, and that's FXR. So make sure to go and check them out from Club MX to local racing, any and in between uh, fishing snow, anything. FXR's got you covered. Dirt Industries, Custom Graphics, Heavy D. I was brain farting earlier, but the uh, sticker banner, I'm going to call it the sticker banner, uh, that's going to go on the side of the trailer and all the way around is going to look really good. So we're going to bring the trailer down this weekend and Ashley is actually going to put on the graphic, uh, the banner or the sticker, whatever, uh, onto the side of the uh, trailer, Heavy D. So she's going to be working out there. I like it. Yep. I like it. Yeah, so that's going to be good. And then Silver Valley he- Heavy D, I mean, it's the only local national. I mean, you got to go and check it mm. out. After this weekend of the Ridge, next weekend is Silver Valley. And uh, you want to talk about two gnarly tracks back-to-back, and that's two of them right there. So, um, yeah, go and check out the only national, uh, the only local national. And then Hydro Power Heavy D, I'll have to get you to try some this weekend. I'm about it. I'm about it. Mika metals, uh, very strong bars, sprockets, chains, whatever you need. Mika metals has got it from the club MX team and also the HEP motorsports team with some of their riders and others out there on the track. Go and check out MikaMetals.com and total control racing suspension. Keep it really, really local with total control out of Burlington, North Carolina from, uh, Brock tickle to Mike McDade to Josh Thomas, to Kyle Peters. He has helped out and been there for a lot of the guys, and he will also be there for you. So make sure to go and check out Total Control Racing Suspension or TotalControlRacing.com. And uh, Heavy D, we're here at the end, and thank you all of the li- uh, for all of you listening to this week's episode of the Imperative MX Podcast. Follow us on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Apple, Spotify, and check out ImperativeMX.com, all of the social media platforms from myself, Zach Newberry, and co-host Heavy D. We're out. See you next week. Peace.